Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend Daniel Hardy, the senior pastor of Royalty House International, Peter Maddoxburg. Reverend Daniel Hardy has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. Listen up. The response to this very statement, Christ is risen, is his, he's risen indeed. All right? Let's try it. Christ is risen. Christ is risen. So just as when it's, it's Christmas, you see somebody, you wish the person Merry Christmas. And I don't know what the response is. I mean, okay. Or when it's somebody's birthday, you say happy birthday. Then the person says, same to you, you know. The same way when it's Easter, Easter Sunday, you say Christ is risen. Then you respond, he's risen Indeed. Let's try for the last time. Christ is risen. Wonderful. Stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer. Wow. I, I believe in Jesus. I believe he is the son of God. I believe he died. How many believers do we I have? Believe he paid for, for us, us all. And I believe he is here now. I, I believe that, that he's here standing in our midst. Here with the power to heal. With the power to heal. And the grace a very simple song. He says, I believe in Jesus. I, I believe in Jesus. I believe he is the son of God. I believe he is the son of God. I believe he died and rose again. I believe he died and he rose again. I believe he's here. I believe he paid for us. I believe he's here. And I believe he is here now. I believe that, that he's, he's standing in our midst. Standing in our midst. Here with the power, with the power to heal. With, with the power to heal. And the grace, and to, the forgive. grace to forgive. Let's try it one more time. I believe in Jesus. I, I believe in Jesus. I believe he's the son of God. I believe he is the son of God. Died and he rose. I believe he died and he rose again. He paid for us all. I believe he paid for us all. And I believe he is here now. 
you believe in Jesus. I, I believe in Jesus. I believe, I believe, I believe. I believe he is the son of God. I believe he died and rose again. I believe he paid for us all. I believe that he's here, standing in our midst. He is here, here with the power to heal, with the power to heal, and the grace to forgive. Put your hands together for Jesus. Let us pray. Lord Jesus. Thank you for today. Thank you for that perfect miracle that was wrought on Calvary's cross. Thank you that you rose up victorious over the devil, over death, and over sin, by which we have victory and access to God. We thank you as we come before you this faithful Easter Sunday. Speak your word into our hearts. Holy Spirit, visit us. I take authority in the spirit. And I come against every evil spirit, every presence, every heaviness that is not of you. I bring into subjection every mind that is not subject to the knowledge and the name of Jesus. Let your word have free course. Let your word bring justification to your people. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus name. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. And you may be seated. In the presence of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, this morning is a short service. It's Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday and Christmas Day, we try not to stay long in church. So, I just preach you a very quick sermon. It's usually a good time to be with family and to encourage everybody. Amen. amen. Let the church say amen. amen. So, I want to read a few scriptures, just one or two scriptures, and then we'll share something, and then we'll go home. Amen. amen. Romans chapter 8 is a piece of scripture I want to start from. In Romans chapter 8, Reading from verse 1, the Bible tells us that there is therefore now no condemnation for them which are in Christ, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his son in the form of sinful flesh and for sin, Condemn sin in the flesh that the righteousness of the law might be made perfect in us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 5, we're reading from verse 1. It says, Wherefore, being justified by faith, 
we have peace with God. We have peace with God through Jesus Christ. Amen. Maybe let's read a third scripture, Romans chapter 5. Let's read verse 18. It says, therefore, by the... Romans chapter 5, verse 18. It says what? Therefore, by the offense of one... Judgment came unto all men to condemnation. So, even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift is come to all men. Hallelujah. And toward justification. Okay. Verse 19 says, by the disobedience of one, many became sinners. And by the righteousness of one, many. Or by the obedience of one, many were made Righteous for the law entered that the offense may abound, but where sin abound, grace abounded more or much more. Hallelujah! So, these are our scriptures for today. You can close your Bible and go and sleep. Hallelujah! Now, in verse in chapter 5, verse 1 of Romans, Paul is telling us something very important. We are still talking about Christ rising from the dead and the work that has been done. Now, the Bible says that we are justified, or now, wherefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. I said we had peace with God. We had peace with God. We have peace with God. We have peace with God. From the day Adam sinned, I read to you yesterday, Genesis chapter 2, God said to Adam, and the Lord lifted Adam and put him in the garden. He said to dress it and to keep it. And he said, of all the trees in the garden, thou mayest freely eat. But the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou mayest not eat. For in the day thou shalt eat of it, you would die. And when God doesn't joke, when he talks, he talks. He has a sense of humor, you know, but he doesn't joke. He said, if you eat of it, you will die. In Genesis 3, the Bible says the serpent came. He was more crap. Never have an argument with the devil. It's not worth your while. Actually, when you argue with him, he will convince you. Because he was the devil from the beginning. He's been around. You will come and go. You will still be around. Bible says he deceived the whole world. Do you get it? So, I mean, it's an art that he does masterfully and skillfully. Yeah. He has deceived nations. America, with all their knowledge, he deceived them. Africa, with all our superstition, he still deceived us. Europe, with all their unbelief, he still deceived them. The greatest deception Satan has put in the modern world, in Europe, in the Western world, is that he doesn't exist. Yeah, I mean, this is the guy we are talking about. He, he has been able to convince Europe that the people who brought us God, who came to show us Jesus Christ, he has convinced them that he doesn't exist. So it's like they say, oh, he doesn't exist. We don't believe in that. We, we, we don't believe in God anymore. But we don't believe in the devil also because he doesn't exist. 
Yeah, he has deceived them completely. So the Bible talk, the Bible is describing who the devil is in Genesis chapter 3 verse 1. It says, now the serpent. That's the same serpent that came around in Revelations. Yeah, that deceived the whole world. That serpent. It says, now the serpent was more cunning than all the beasts that the Lord has created. That's why there are more snakes today than lions. A lion is referred to as the king of the jungle, but there are more snakes today. Why? A snake can be living with you in your room. You would never know. It will find a beloved in in your room. You will know. When they go to KFC in your room, you will never see them. When they go out on a date, you, they'll be doing everything. You will never see them. They'll be looking at you always. Every day you come to the room, they'll say, oh, he has come. They'll be looking at you. They will go out to the cinema to watch movies. You will not know. Worst of it is that when a snake is having, is giving birth, is going through menstrual pains, is giving birth, having a baby, it will never shout. It will never shout. Labor pains, it will not shout. Why? Because it knows that if it shouts, you will see it and you The day a snake is seen, that's the day the snake dies. Do you know that? No, no, no. I mean, you are all very kind-hearted people, but if we see a snake in, the, in that, you see the tall guy standing there in the boat in his pocket, we will kill the snake right now. Right now. Look, I met some people, they say, oh, look, when you need help, nobody comes. I said, look, next time there's somebody you need, don't shout thief, don't shout, just shout snake, people will come. <laughs> don't just shout, snake, snake, people will come. It's the most hated animal in the world. Yet still, there are more snakes than lion. A lion is the most fierce animal. Look, Mike Medock, he said, if you have seen a lion before, you will never be afraid of a dog. Yeah. Never. Never. Yeah. A dog. Oh, no. Nah. Me, I'm afraid of dogs. Not, am I, not only am I not, not only am I afraid of them, I don't like them. No, no, never. Yeah. Hebrews 3, 2, the Bible says, beware of dogs, evildoers, and morticians. It's in the Bible. Last time I was here, I gave you a scripture that says, outside are the dogs. That's the reason why dogs sleep outside and cats sleep inside. I've forgotten the scripture today. If they find it, they'll put it there. I've forgotten it today. Today is not a dog day, so. Yeah. But Mike Medoc said, when you see a lion... One day we went to a lion park. My children, myself, and some, I don't, some, some guy. Was it you? Good. Why are you always around? Good. Now we were watching some lions. We've been watching other animals. They've, they've all been there coolly. Then we went to watch some. We even went to see a white lion. He was very kind to us. He was smiling. We didn't say anything. Then we went to another place that we saw other lions. About three of them. They were there. So we're just watching the lions. 
looking at them, chatting. Just, they were very far away, so we were cool. Chatting, being happy, being a family, and being happy. Suddenly, to our surprise, all we saw, the lion that was far away, by the time we said Jack Robinson, the lion was next to us. I mean, we couldn't believe. Everybody started running. And surprisingly, when we tend to look at the lion, it just crowded there like that. Cool. And he had an innocent look on his face. And it was saying, oh, what, what have I done? Why are you running away? Then I said, you are trying to eat us. Then he said to me, I don't eat, I'm a vegetarian. I don't eat blood. Me. I never. So it look at the other one. Look at what they are saying about us. That day I saw that look, if a lion is chasing you, eh, just give your life to Christ. Just look, give your life to Christ. Because that day, that scripture that Jesus said, today you shall be with me in paradise. You will understand that scripture. You under? No, no, no. Look, there are two <laughs> instances where this is one of them. One day I was, I was, I was catching a flight in, in New York, from New York to somewhere, Zurich or something like that, JFK Airport. As I was, it was in the September 11th, one month exactly, it was 11th of October 2001. One month exactly after September 11th. As I finished checking in and I was going through the tunnel, I saw about eight guys. Please, can I borrow you for? No, Malamata, come. Uh-huh. Yes. Can I borrow your? No, but it won't work. Okay. Look, come. come. Imagine this one on this one with a long, this, you know, this one. This is where it says, as the oil, it's like the anointing that comes from the head of Aaron to the beard to the skirts of his garment. This is it. Uh-huh. The skirts, that's the under of it. I saw about eight of them like this. And they were very happy. Talking. JFK Airport. When I saw them, I said, e. Maybe these ones also came, but they were not successful. I asked, I said, and you know, when you go after that point, you can't return. No matter which excuse you have, you can't return. You have to go forward. There's no return. When you cross that, next time you are on a flight, you understand what I'm saying. When you cross that point, you can't return. I said, what do I do? I said, you know something. I have to give my life to Christ again today and be sure just in case. Look, throughout the flight, about nine hour flight, I couldn't sleep. <laughs> Every night I just lift my eyes and say, what are they doing? What are they doing? Yeah, and I was maintaining eye contact. It was like CCTV monitoring them. Constant surveillance. I was just to just see if, the, if one of them goes to the bathroom. I have to be sure. What was happening? Yeah. 
So these two instances, when you come across it, they say when you see a lion, don't run, make yourself big. If you see a lion, you will see whether you can make yourself big. Thank you very much. It's a good advice, but don't practice it without adult supervision. Listen, lions kill elephants. Once they kill elephants, I don't think they are intimidated by sizes. How long, how big can you be? Now, I was saying that. So the devil came and he tricked man. And man disobeyed God. And Bible says, as man disobeyed God, this death that came, man immediately became an enemy of God. So this scripture we read in Romans 5, that tells us that we are justified by faith. Because of that, we have peace with God. Peace. God is the most dangerous enemy to have. To have. I'm surprised that when Adam and Eve sinned, they went to hide. As though to say that God cannot find them. If America can find Osama bin Laden, God can find you wherever you are hiding. Anytime you fall into any sin, what you need is to apply the blood of Christ so that you can be justified with God, so that you can have peace with God. Then he goes on to say, why, 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 why does Christ justify us? The law makes us evil. Anytime a law is brought, if we bring a law now, that nobody should go outside. Immediately you start having feelings of going outside. <laughs> Meanwhile, you are happy in the church. You are sitting in the church enjoying the preaching. You feel happy. You enjoy the music. Everything. As soon as we say from now, nobody should go outside. You'll be sitting there and say, oh, but why did this also don't go outside? What is even happening outside that they don't want us to see? Meanwhile, you have seen outside so many times. Nothing has changed. It's the same as you came, as it was in the beginning. So shall it be. When you go out, it's the same. So you'll be feeling, no, no, no. I want to know. I want to know. That's where you see that scripture. Curiosity killed the cat. Proverbs sixteen ninety nine. You'll see it. Curiosity killed the cat. Because the... Because of the law. So, so the Bible says that the law entered so that the offense may abound. The law. The presence of the law gives strength to the offense. Because there's a law, you and I, the small offense that we commit, it becomes stronger. Because now it, it's a law. In countries where they have no smoking, no smoking, more people smoke. Places where smoking, they don't say no smoke, nothing. Few people smoke. Few people smoke. It's, it's a paradox of life. Yeah. You can't understand how it works. Where they say Daha is illegal, more Dahaist exists. Hey. Even as I'm preaching now, it's possible that somebody has Daha in his pocket. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So oh, Pastor, why? The person is a herbalist, you never know. Carrying herbs. 
Or it's, it's running an experiment. You never know. Does Daha really make people crazy? He's doing a test. So Jesus died so that although the law is present, you and I, we can be justified before God and have peace before God. So Paul wrote in Romans chapter, he says, there is therefore, so from Romans chapter 5, he's talking about condemnation and justification. The opposite of condemnation is justification. So from Romans chapter Five. That's it's Romans chapter five where he talks about we are justified by faith. Then he says, um, scarcely for a righteous man will one will, will anybody die. In fact, Romans chapter five verse six he says that where we had no strength, Christ died for us. Then he says, scarcely for a righteous man will for a man will somebody die. Per adventure for a righteous man, somebody may may attempt to die. But while we were yet sinners, God demonstrated his love towards us in that Christ died for us. We were unrighteous. We we did not qualify. But Christ still died for us. And Christ died for us so that God would show us his love. So he goes on talking about condemnation, justification, condemnation, justification. Throughout, even to Romans chapter 7. Now, he, he now, in Romans chapter 7, he, start, he starts to explain why we sin. He starts to explain. Romans chapter 7, he explains to us why we sin. He tells us that. He said, the things that I would, I find not. But the things that I would not, that I do. He says, the things that are good and right that I want to do, I can't find. But the things that I don't want to do, those are the things I do. He said, I desire after the law of God, after the inward man, but I see another law. He says, my desire, my dream is to follow the law of God after the inward, which is the spiritual law. But I see in my members another law. And do you know what this law is doing? It is warring against the law of my mind. This law is fighting against the law of my mind and is bringing me into captivity or into bondage of the law of sin and death. Then he says, oh wretched man that I am, what shall I do or who shall deliver me from the body of this death? It's like, what, what else can I do? That's why you and I, we try, we try, we try, we can't overcome. We force. I mean, you tell yourself, look, from today, sometimes, I mean, there are children here. Anyway, sometimes you, 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 you sin a sin and you say, from today I will not sin this sin anymore. You cry. You cry. Oh God, you feel so bad. How many of you, when you make a mistake, you feel very bad? You are just like me. You feel so bad. I mean bad, 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 B-A-D, bad. Hey. No, 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 no. You don't know what to do. You feel so bad. Then you tell yourself, you know something? I will not do this thing again. This thing called fornication, I will not do it again. One week passes, you are clear. After 21 days, of sorrow 
you forgive yourself. When you forgive yourself, you start to go. Then, on the 27th day, your old boyfriend from high school, he has gone to work in Johannesburg for five years. He's just bought himself a BMW. Fresh BMW. And he has come home to show it off. So, he shows it off and he passes by your place. And he said, he says, hi baby. Hi girl. I've been wondering, you know. It's been so many years since I last set my eyes on you. The glitter of your, your eyes is like the stars of heaven. You want to go for a ride? You have also been longing to sit in a BMW. My God. Look. Until you, you drive a BMW or you drive a Mercedes Benz, you have not driven a car. When he starts the car, all he hears Then you ask him, is the car on or off? So he turns it off. Then he starts. Your heart starts to beat in a way that it has never beat before. Then he says, sit in, baby. Let's go for a spin. And you sit in the car. And you know that you have said to yourself, you have, been, you have been surviving for the past 27 days. Then he starts to play some music in the car. Feeling on my fingers. I feel it in my toes. And if you say you love me, come on and let it show. As that from at uh, that uh, as he's play, you see, and the car is automatic, so he doesn't have to do a lot. He just puts it in drive, and we are on the move. As he's driving, he's tapping his fingers. To the beats of the song. And you know some of these boys are smart, you know. So as he's moving, he just tries to swerve a pothole and swings the car. As he swings the car, I mean forces of nature, gravity and all. I said some of these boys are smart. 
So he just swings the car like that. And then, like I said, you look, one of the laws in this world that you cannot overcome is the law of gravity and force. So the hand swings like this. You see, it was on the gear. But because of the swing, because of the wobble, because of the wobble, it swings this way. But he's concentrating on the driving so much that he doesn't realize. My God, he doesn't realize that his arm has slipped down into unfamiliar territory. And he continues to tap. Feel it on my fingers. I feel it in my toes. And each time he hits a note, something moves in your inside. And if you say you love me, come on and let Oh, girl, you love me, you always do. Ash! By the time you say Jack Robinson, he has disarmed you. You have forgotten about the 27 days. All the things you said. All the crying. All the Bible says having disarmed principalities and powers. He has disarmed you completely. The next thing you know is you are back at where you started from. Oh wretched man. Who shall deliver me from the body? his death he said my case is so horrible I don't know what to do God have mercy on me so then he says I thank God that with the flesh before even that he says so when I sin it's my body that sin by my spirit says the Lord says, I thank God that with the body I said the law of sin but with the spirit the law of God then he comes to Romans chapter 8 He says, because of these things that I've said, there is therefore now no condemnation. There is therefore now no condemnation. Because now we are walking in the spirit and we are walking by faith, there is therefore now no condemnation. For them that are in Christ. As soon as you come into Christ... Nobody can condemn you and say, hey, he's very bad. Hey, she's a donor. She has committed 16 abortions. I remember I met her at Dr. Naidu's place. She was there for an abortion. There is no condemnation. Nobody can point a finger at you again. Nobody. Nobody. There's no condemnation for death. Says, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. Then now he explains why it is. He said, What the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, it said that the law, when they brought the law, nobody could obey the law. Moses said, the soul that sinned shall die. Hey, what type of law is this? If you were operating by this law, by the time I finish the service, half of the church will be dead. 
That even is by faith. The rest of them will be alive by faith. Because as I'm preaching, you are sitting behind the girl. When she moves her head, you say, oh God. And she moves her head, oh God. So even the church is causing you to sin even more. Even the church, just the church. Like Bishop Larry said, as the pastor is preaching and you are sitting there, you are saying to yourself, oh, come see a man. Oh, oh my God. My God. He, he should just stand at one place so that I can. I'm talking about Bishop Larry, not, I mean, when Bishop Larry is preaching. Yeah. You go home and you, they ask you, you what did you say? Hey, you should have seen, you should have seen the bishop. Ace. Hey, I do. Even his side bends alone. His side bends alone. His side bends alone. I said, What did you learn in the church? His side bends alone. I'm preaching a good message, I tell you. So he said the law, the way the law is, there are too many. Too many laws. Moses put, I think, 623 laws. 623, when are you going to be able to obey all of them? When? It's a problem. You think that there are only 10 commandments. There are 10 commandments. There are 623 laws. Yeah, I hope I'm right. Yeah. He said the law, it was weak through the flesh. But God, I said by God, sending his own son in the form of sin. So for God to let his son become a man, it was sin. It's like he sent him in the form. Man is in the form of sin. Man is in the form of sin. As a father pitied his as the a father pitieth his daughter, so the Lord pitieth his children, for he knoweth our frame that in sin we are framed. It's like the human being himself is sin. He, said, he sent his son in the form of sinful flesh and for sin. The only reason why God sent Jesus was for sin. He sent him not only in the form of sinful flesh, but for sin. Condemn sin in the flesh. He condemned by Jesus came to condemn sin in the flesh. That the righteousness of God, which is a gift, something that is imputed on us, that the righteousness of God might be made manifest in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. It says, just Jesus coming and you and I accepting Jesus. That righteousness becomes manifest in us. That righteousness. That's why Satan is always accusing us before God. The Bible says he's before God accusing us day and night. But anytime he accuses us, then we pour the blood. Anytime he says, you see, I saw him. I was there. God, you were not there. I was there. I was there. Like the woman with the issue of, uh, not the woman with the issue of, the one caught in adultery. Rosemary. They caught Rose. One day they found Rosemary. Rosemary was caught in adultery. Adultery 
is you know most extramarital activities now this activity or the way this activity is it needs two people it takes two to tango do you get nobody commits adultery by there's no app for adultery but they caught only a woman and they brought the woman now to start with they, even the people who went to catch her, how did they know? They, definitely, they were peeping. There were a lot of peeping thumbs. They were all peeping. And to them, it was not sin. They were peeping. And I'm sure that they wanted to be sure that what they, it is not an attempted adultery. It's a full adultery. So they peeped throughout to make sure that the act is committed in totality and completion. So that you don't come and say, no, 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 no. You can't act. No, wrong, wrongfully accused. Wrongfully accused. It was an attempt. No. Finish. Then they brought her to Jesus. That's what Satan does. But when they brought her to Jesus, Bible says Jesus, they brought Rosemary to Jesus. Jesus started to write on the floor. He started to write all of them. He saw one guy. Oh, Mr. Kulu. And he wrote Mr. Kulu. Then he started to write Mr. Kulu's sins. <laughs> then he lifted her eyes and said, Mr. Bond, you have been shooting the people in the movies. Then he lifted and said, Hey, you, FO. Oh, FO, I did a double page. Yeah. Then he woke up, he said, When he finished, he said, Okay. I've drawn a plan. This is how we are going to stone this lady. He said, Jesus, I agree we must stone her. He said, what did you say? What, what did you say she did? She was committing her what, what does the law of Moses say? We must stone. We are going to stone. I mean, how can I change what Moses has said? We are going to, you, we will stone you today. Stand properly. We are going to stone you. Look, look, say your last prayers. Do you want to tell somebody something? Call the person. You have your last phone call finished. We are going to stone you. Then when he finished, he said, I've written a plan on how we are going to stone this lady. Because if all of us come, number one, we can waste resources because we are all throwing, some will miss everything. That's one. And then as we are throwing also, we can hit one another. We don't, for security reasons, let's just, for, for, for safety reasons, let's do it orderly. So we are going to start from the person who has no sin. Yeah, that's how we are going to start. Unfortunately, that day Merlin was not there, so he couldn't start. Yeah, I mean, he couldn't start. So people like Ralph and Co. In Z, Ralph and Co. They just look a little. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. They say, okay. Anyway, I was trying. Then Ralph collected the plan that Jesus and look on it. He saw his lips. You? Jesus, how did you know? I'm coming back. He said, I- I'll be back. Then he went home. When he got home, he was so bored. Zama said, why are you so bored? He said, mind your own business. You women of today, when we are coming, you don't listen. 
By the way, Zama is his wife. Okay, no, I don't know what you are thinking about. <laughs> Zoe, put off the TV. What, what do you mean? He, all the, sometimes when people come home and they are angry, they are angry from somewhere. Don't blame yourself for their anger. They are angry from somewhere. Bible says everybody went away and Jesus said to her, woman, where are thy accusers? Then the woman answered and said, they have all gone away. No one. He says, neither. I am the only one who can condemn you. He says, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Go and sin no more. That is the work Jesus has made for us. Said that when we come, that's why he said, wherefore we are justified. When we, that's, you should look, no matter what mistake you make, when you are coming to God, come with boldness. Come with boldness. Chest out and come like a man. Come with boldness. I tell my children, when you make a mistake, when you do the wrong, don't lie. If you lie, I'll beat you for lying. Yeah. Even if I'm going to beat you for what you have done, I'll beat you for lying. Yeah. If it's illegal to beat you in South Africa, I'll travel with you to Zimbabwe, beat you and bring you back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll travel with you to Uncle Bob's place, beat you up, and then we come back to Zimbabwe. Because it's legal in Zimbabwe to whip a child. It's legal. Yeah. Oh, we'll go for a family trip. Me, you, and the whip. Yeah. Yeah. Me, you, and the whip. Yeah. Don't lie. Come with boldness. Daddy, I was watching the thing and it broke. That's all. Yeah, then you'll be whipped for breaking the thing. That's a small and minor whip. <laughs> yeah, if you are not whipped also, you just go around breaking everything. But if you lie, you'll be whipped for lying. Then, we come to the thing that you have broken. Yeah. yeah. Come with boldness. It says, for we have a high priest... For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. But who was at all points tempted yet without sin. He says, because of that, let us come boldly. Let us come what? Boldly. On this Easter Sunday, I've come to tell you that nobody can condemn you. No matter what you have done. When you come to God, come boldly. Before the throne room of grace. To obtain mercy and to find grace. He said, when, you, when you come before God, there are two things you need. Either mercy for something you have done wrong or grace to do the right thing. Yeah, he said to obtain mercy and to find grace. That's all in time of need. And go. So he says, the law entered. I conclude with this scripture. The law entered. He said, the entrance of the law gives strength to sin. He said that the offense may abound. Romans 5, 19, 20 says that the offense may abound. But where sin abounded, when your sins are more, it says, when your sins are more, grace abounded much more. When your sins are more, there's more grace. I said when your sins are more, there's what? So what have you done? 
What have you done that you think nobody has done before? You'll be surprised that the pastor preaching to you has done more than you have done. Oh, yeah. You'll be surprised. Hey, you'll be so surprised. You'll be. I remember you told me you have issues. What was my response? We all have issues. Me too, I'm the same. All issues. Everybody's got a story, everybody's got a song. Yeah. Only one thing that you did. Oh, people are your neighbor sitting next to you. He has done more. He has done more. He has done more. Thank God for the grace that brings justification. Justification. Then he says, he says, by one man's disobedience, many became sinners. This is, this is what I want you to take home with you. By one man's disobedience, many people became sinners. But by one man's obedience, or one man's, one man's many became righteous. Church of God, Jesus alone, Adam alone brought all of us into sin. When you read verse 15 of the scriptures, I'm reading 15, 16, 17, it says, even people who have not sinned after the Adam, after the similitude of the sin of Adam or the transgression of Adam, they to condemnation came upon them. The same way, Jesus alone dying on the, being righteous and being obedient unto death, all of us have become obedient. Yeah, he said, we did it that. He said, Adam, how many of you ate the tree of the good or knowledge of good with Adam? But the, put the scripture there, please. Put, put that scripture. I think it's 15, 16, 17. It says, Wherefore, wherefore, by the offense of one, put it there, 15. Go, yeah. Not as one that, no, it's somewhere. It's 16, 17, it's there. It talks about the fact that we have all come, condemnation has come. All, even, it's in brackets, even those who were not, who had not sinned, after the similitude or have not transgressed, after the similitude of Adam's transgression, they also came under condemnation. Is it there? You found it? Yeah, he says. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude. Mean that the type of sin that Adam, Adam's transgression, who is the figure of the things to come. The same way, when Jesus died on the cross, I also didn't die on the cross, but the righteousness that Jesus gave, I also benefited from it. I also benefited. Adam put me into condemnation, Jesus put me into justification. And it says, by one man's disobedience. One man's disobedience. Many people. Church of God, if we are disobedient, many people will go to hell. If we are obedient, many people will become righteous. One man says, oh, I'm alone. It doesn't matter. We just need. There are a whole line of people whose survival depends on. Many years ago, I came to the church. When I entered the church, I mean, I, I mean you wouldn't really. I even wonder why my wife married me. Because, I mean, you really take me serious like this guy, really. This, this, this guy. I mean, I was so skinny. Even the word skinny cannot be used to describe me. So skinny. And I was tall. Tall and skinny. Yeah. Her pastor said, if this is the guy you want to marry, we'll take it like that. Look at somebody you have gone to break like a terrorist. Take it, we'll take it like that. You won't even take me seriously. But I went entered the church. 
The pastor said, oh, you, you don't look like much, but we'll use you for something. Yeah, that's why in this church, even the children, we don't discard them. No, 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 we don't discard them. Little did they know that in my belly are all of you. Yeah, little. Little did they know that in my belly as churches. This is perhaps the fifth church I'm pastoring since I was born. Or born again. <laughs> yeah, little. Meanwhile, that day when I walked into that, when the pastor was preaching, I was drawing him. I wasn't even listening. I was just drawing. That's how bad I was. B-A-D bad. Yeah, you can't say who's bad. Yeah. <laughs> I was drawing him. I said, hey, this guy is very funny, you know. <laughs> he has a lot of energy. And he used to, when he preaches there, he would do his pants like, I said, hey, you should just wear a pants that is, it is his size. Why is he wearing oversized pants? <laughs> just drawing. Please don't tell him that. <laughs> That one I've not told him, so please let me be the one to tell him. <laughs> so he's pulling, he's doing preacher, let he do his pants like this. I said, Why? Why the stress? You are a doctor, just buy a pants that's your size. <laughs> preaching, I'm pulling up your pants. What, what type of preaching? But in my belly, I said, In my belly, God had a plan one man. So you are alone here. You make a difference. Because God has justified us, we will make a difference. We will make a difference. Here in Marisbeck, we will make a difference. You will make a difference. Just give yourself to it. Kofi, you will make a difference. Yeah, you with Christ is enough. I say you with Christ is enough. You, so I can't sing. Doesn't matter. You make it. I also can't sing. Don't you see me over there? I can't sing. No, no, singing. I can't preach. Me too. I don't know a lot of scriptures. Let me tell you something. Don't tell anybody, or else they won't believe when I'm preaching. When I sit here and they are using the scriptures, I become amazed. Like, what scripture is this? It's only when I get there, then it's some. I don't know how it comes, but I seem to be able to remember one or two of them when I get up here. They, always people ask me, so how do you memorize? I say I don't know. I just I'll, even when I'm sitting here, you see, I'll be reading the scriptures. When I stand up, then suddenly, it's like I can remember them. But when I'm sitting here, I can't remember them. When they are quoting, they, I'll be watching. When I was here Tuesday, when Bishop Larry was preaching, I was watching, I said, hey, how can he know all these scriptures? That That's what, I was sitting at the back. I was, I was telling me, I look at him with amazement, I say, hey, so how does he know all these scriptures? As the heaven is a it's, a, it's, a, it's a something about the thoughts. As my thoughts, as the heavens are above the earth, so are my thoughts above your thoughts and my ways. I... Just looking at him. If I'm not preaching, ask me where is that scripture? I don't know. It's when I'm, if I'm preaching, I'm using that scripture, I'll know where it is. But if I'm not, just walking like a blank, blank, I'm as plain as your white dress. Yeah, even me, I become shocked. So he said, Look, you don't even need to know a lot of scriptures, just one or two to frighten the witches. That's all. Just, just, that's all. 
That's all. Saturday, somebody asked me, I'm closing. Now I've closed. I've closed. I've closed. I'm going to stand here. I've closed. Somebody asked me, say, oh, I heard you had a very powerful convention, a, a, a powerful something Friday. I said, oh, it's just something small to frighten the witches in Peter Marysburg. That's all. That's, that's, all. That's, that's all you need. Something small. But serious, on a serious note, all you need is just the willingness that God will use you. That God use me for. I mean, maybe God is using you to win the people in your office. That's all. That's all you need. That's what I said. By the obedience of one, many became righteous. Jesus obeyed. That's why we are saved today. If you obey, your family will be saved. If you obey, generations will be saved. Generations will be saved. I am the first pastor in my family. Yeah, my family. No, no. My mother was the closest to become a pastor. Nobody. I mean, look. Sunday afternoon, we are going to the stadium. We eat, we make a bride mid-morning. We go to the stadium in the afternoon. Very simple. Straightforward. Church? No. Yeah. Till we broke forth. Yeah, so Accra Sports Stadium. Hey. No, no, not only daddy. Only daddy is like Liverpool. No. But today, because I obeyed, my whole family has taken a line. A line. It's like they they have taken an inclination towards ministry. Yeah, towards ministry. There will be more pastors. I met with Prophet. I asked Prophet, Prophet Kakra. I asked him, I said, how's my sister? He said, hey, your sister? Now she's almost a pastor in the church. Without her, we can't do anything. I said, Really? My sister? Say, yeah, your sister. The first time my sister was coming to visit me on the mission field, I was afraid for my church members. Yeah. She'll come here next month, please don't tell her. I was afraid for my church members. Because I, when I look at my church members, I look, high society girl. I didn't know how my church members would even be able to move around here. Nah. But when she came, I had a shock. Shock. Something about her had changed. I went to prophet. I gave prophet an offer. I said, you have done a great job. Because I know, I've known my sister since I was born. This is not how she works. By my obedience, a new line. By obedience, a new line is starting. I pray that what has been done for us, truly, 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 we will obey that many people become righteous in our life. Folks, I'm not out of word, but I'm out of time. So stand to your feet, let's say a word of prayer. As we close this morning, lift up your hands to Jesus and say, Lord, I'm willing to obey. I'm willing to obey. I'm willing to obey. Thank you for justification. Thank you that I am no longer condemned, but I'm justified. Now that I'm justified, I'm willing to obey you. 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 you. Lift up your voice and just begin to pray, begin to pray, begin to pray. 
Begin to pray. Please hold on with the communion. Kimola, pray, pray, pray tonight. Pray this morning. Say, Lord, now that I'm justified, now that nobody can accuse me with my sin, I'm willing to obey. 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 Use my life to your glory. 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 I will lead me, Lord. I will follow. Lead me, Lord. of your blood and by the work you have done no one can point a finger at your people that we are justified through faith and through that we have peace with God thank you for the good work done now we yield ourselves to you that now that we are justified and now that we are clean we will obey the many be made righteous in the name of Jesus. We bless you. We thank you. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Reverend Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 078-038-2166. God richly bless you.